Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. Do you think of yourself as having a learner mindset, or do you think of yourself as having more of a fixed mindset? Learner mindset is one where learning is a priority, taking learning and putting it into practice, trying different things, seeing what works and what doesn't, experimenting a little bit, innovating as you can, but especially grasping for that next bit of knowledge or information that can fine-tune certain things in your life or the way that you do things. The fixed mindset is more of reaching a comfort level where you don't really think you need a lot more, you've got a, a good way of doing things. There is no right or wrong here, but here's what we know from research and from everything we've seen in the workplace as far as actual case studies. The learner mindset tends to be more successful, tends to be more adaptable, more agile, more resilient, and with change, which we've had a little change in the last few years, deals with change better, embraces change better. So when we talk about a learner mindset, I've already done an episode on whole brain learning and what that looks like, but I want to take it to a different level today. I want to talk about personal and professional development. What, what is it? What is personal development? What is professional development? Well, it depends on who you are. Your definition may be, well, they're very similar or they could be very different. The reality is personal is more about what do you do to make your life better, to enhance your quality of life on a personal basis. The professional is more about professional skill sets, learning, moving up the ladder, so to speak, taking on more responsibility, more leadership, uh, growing in your career, in your role, whatever that may be, whether you're a sole proprietor or a member of a team or a manager or director or supervisor or your owner of a company, how do you learn to become better at what you do? And what is the return on the investment, the investment of learning? Success really comes through experience, learning, growing, and an experience applied in the right way is what we call wisdom. And wisdom is something we value. It is not just knowledge. It's not just experience. It's the ability to connect all the dots. And a learner mindset, someone who's learning and really has a plan for their life, where they're learning and growing, the chances for success and greater opportunities are far more than a fixed mindset. In today's world, unfortunately, professional development, personal development doesn't take top priority very often. That's not a good thing. 
think of it just from your perspective. If you want to grow, if you want to learn new things, if you want to expand the possibilities in your life and in your future, not just for yourself, but for your family, for your loved ones, for whoever it is, the only way to really get there is through a learning process. Now, there's a couple of three different ways to do that. One is you just learn by the school of hard knocks, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's good experience. If you learn from it, there are people that go through that school and don't learn a lot. And so they stay in the same classroom over and over. Then there's more of a take it as you can approach, which is really whatever is offered to you, whatever comes to you as far as training, learning, you take that, you run with it, you do what you can with it, and you grow a little bit. Or the third approach and the one that I highly recommend, design your own pathway for learning, growth, and development. Decide where you want to be in a year or two. Decide, what do I want to be different in my life, personally and professionally, a year from now than what it is today? What are the top priorities? If I was to change one or two things, and I was looking back 12 months from now, to today, and those things had changed, what would be different? What would be better? What were the things that were most helpful to me in that past 12-month period so that I can now have more opportunities and more possibilities? Learning and development in today's world is absolutely critical. Um, And we see this in the Great Resignation, where people are leaving jobs left and right. And one of the primary reasons is the organization that they're working for did not provide an active learning and development process. There was no program in place to support people in their personal and professional growth. Now, a lot of organizations, especially old school and traditional approaches would say, wait a minute, we'll train them in how to do the job itself, but that's not our job to do this other thing. The world has changed. The values have changed. And if you want to be an organization that has a great employer brand, and if you want to be a go-to organization, you're going to have to provide this learning and development pathway. Call it a pathway to success, call it a happy pathway, as someone recently said to me. I love that term. Whatever that is, it needs to be provided. Why? Well, you can you not do it, and people will find their own way, but guess where they're going? They're going somewhere else. If you want to be top of class in your industry, a learning and development program is critical. It's not a nice-to-have it's a non-negotiable. So how do we go about doing that? And what? why should we do that? Well, let's look further into that. I'm going to share some numbers that I've shared in the past, but they are absolutely relevant to today because the measures were fairly recent. And we have to understand 
the real world dynamic we're working in right now. 57% of workers have a significant amount of stress in their life every day. 57%. 300% of people have an increase in emotional burden. That means that that burden that is that is the precursor to stress and, and other more serious issues. 66% of people feel lonely. And this is all coming out of a couple of different studies. One is the Gallup State of the Global Workplace study, and it's also the Six Seconds State of the Heart study. Just between those two studies, the surveys, we get some eye-opening results. Well, think about what that means. This is a huge drain on individuals, their teams, and their organizations. If people are spending all that emotional energy on these, the things that we're having to deal with in our world today, what's left for the work effort? And that's why providing a more positive pathway of growth and development and cultivating new skills is critical. It takes focus off of the things that hold people back and moves that into a forward orientation, which is exactly what we want. We want people moving forward, focused forward, focused on the future, not ruminating on the past, not cycling in the present, but moving forward in productive ways. Today's pathways, the developmental pathways, have to include emotional intelligence. And here's why. Because at the core of every decision, at the core of behavior, actions, are emotions. Emotional drivers are at the heart of all of these important things in people's lives and in their work. So if that's the case, we have got to equip people with the right skill set to ensure they have a solid foundation to work from so that they can navigate those emotions in themselves, in others, so that they can practice optimism, so that they can understand their own patterns and the patterns that other people have, so they can practice empathy with people. And frankly, maybe give themselves some empathy too. How many people do you know that are really good with other people, but it just looks like they're burning the candle at both ends and they don't give anything back to themselves? There's, that's where balance comes from. There are so many important reasons that EQ skills, emotional intelligence skills, are the foundation of a healthy, thriving, robust team and organization, and individual for that matter, that we can't just treat it as it's been treated in the past. Oh, those are soft skills. I really don't like that term. They are human skills. And human skills are more important in my mind than just about any other kind of skill set. So here's what we know. If you want to develop more energy, more motivation, practice optimism, have greater focus, greater agility, greater resilience, and if you want to be able to embrace change instead of just feeling like you're bombarded with change all the time, 
Guess where all of that comes from? It comes from strong emotional intelligence competencies. And here's something that has been proven over and over, not just in my work with organizations and teams and individuals, but across the board. People have to do their own work to grow, to develop, to gain new skills, to innovate, to practice new things. They've got to do their own work. Going to the one-day seminar and getting your certificate at the end of it and all that's well and good, but what do you really do with it after that? This is where a more practical, designed, and intentional approach to development and growth is absolutely critical to future success. So here's the good news. The easiest skill set to learn and develop are emotional intelligence competencies. I was very encouraged when I heard that for myself. And let me take a moment and give you a little backstory here. I have been using the tools of psychology for 35 to 40 years in a variety of different ways mostly in helping organizations select the right people, develop people, um, use it in, in 360 format to help show leaders where they're showing up in their leadership for their people and, and for their peers and for others. But I knew there was something missing for a long time. I've used personality assessments. I've, I've used all kinds of different tools of psychology in in the industrial sense. But I ran across, really through a good friend of mine who's a psychologist, a set of skills that I hadn't really considered. Now, this has been about a decade ago, and I knew that something deeper was missing. That something deeper was dealing with emotions. And If you talk to many people in business today, that's a very uncomfortable subject, but it's a very real subject and everybody has them. Nobody wants to talk about them. So I knew from, you know, my love of, of studying people, studying psychology, being in that place where I'm helping organizations, teams, individuals to become their best selves in the workplace, but also to live their best life, we have to get down to that emotional level. And when I realized that there was not just understanding and knowledge around that, but there was real competencies that could be measured and real methodologies that could be applied I was so excited about that because it really answered a lot of questions. Now, where I started in that was in the sales arena, and it made so much sense to me because the sales mindset, the mindset of the sales person has got to be a certain way with certain support systems built in, or they're not going to be successful. Certain types of self-talk, confidence, the right kinds of abilities to navigate emotions in the sales process. That's what really 
turn the light bulb on for me. And from there, I went on to develop my own sales assessment using the skills of emotional intelligence. I went on to to create an entire set of workshops and trainings and soon online courses specifically in the sales arena, but it's gotten bigger than that. I'm now doing that in businesses for leaders, uh, how to increase accountability, how to hire right, (laughs) preferably the first time, right? Uh, Because we know what turnover looks like. But here's what's at the core of all of this. Learning. I learned things I didn't know. And through my learning, I got excited and I poured energy into that learning. And now I've got this whole new learning going on of how do I reach more people? And it's going to be through social media, through YouTube, through so many different avenues. I love the work that I do. I mean, I get very excited about being able to help somebody through a difficult situation, whether it's an owner or whether it's the guy that works on the shop floor. If I can help them, I get very excited about that. But there's only so much of me to go around. So I had to learn something new. So I deliberately and intentionally designed a process, a pathway for myself to learn those things. And I'm still learning them. And I will always be learning new things because I love learning. I enjoy that. And here's the unfortunate side of things. If you think back to unfortunate or or bad experiences in your schooling, in your education, in your academic life, and you look at that as learning, and that's the only box that learning can go in, that is very sad. And let me share why I think that. Because learning is so much more than that. We've got a whole internet to explore. We have a world to explore. You can follow your passion. You can follow what drives you and learn the things you want to learn. But you have to do it deliberately or it will become one of those things that you set aside. One of those things that you'll, you'll get to someday when you have time. If you don't carve out time for that now, you probably won't ever do that. I encourage you to do that. Here's what we know about EQ skills. I want to get back to that for just a second. Why am I so sold? And it's not just that. There's so many other skill sets and competencies that are important. But if I could only pick one that I would help someone learn first, it would be emotional intelligence skills. They will get you the furthest, the fastest. We know that higher EQ skill scores correlate with higher success. We've seen it in study after study after study. It leads to better decision-making, better relationships, and greater influence. All of those things are great things to have in your career. Emotional intelligence is an accelerator for other skill development. Think about it this way. If you feel good about learning new things and embracing change and moving forward, you're going to be better at it. That's just common sense. This whole EQ thing, this whole emotional intelligence 
skill set and, and set of competencies really helps to create a robust, good health mindset where agility, confidence, resilience, positive self-talk, greater focus, time, energy spent in better ways. I mean, think of if you could just increase those things 10% over the next year, how much more effective would you be? How much more successful would you be? I mean, you don't have to make this huge leap. You can do it by increments. And every 5 or 10% you increase those things in your life and in your mindset, you're going to have a multiplied return on investment. Let me leave you with this. If you had a mindset where fear, anxiety, uncertainty, and stress were simply speed bumps, not big detours, what could you accomplish? Thank you for joining us for this episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes as we journey together on this pathway to building a healthy organization. Also, check us out on YouTube at the same name, Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. And for additional information, feel free to visit our website, gscfit.com.